also grateful for the return of our choir last Sunday from their annual summer sabbatical, uh, just in time for some of us. <laughs> and we're grateful for the beauty of this anthem and for Tim Coker both playing the organ today and leading from the organ while our organist Sheila is at the hospital with Jim, whom we all hold in our prayers. So much for which to be so thankful and prayerful in this place. The peace of our Lord be with you. On this next to last of our over 1,000 Sundays together, perhaps it might be helpful for us to think for a few moments concerning the future of Northminster in the most near and knowable part of that future just 10 days from now. Northminster will enter another interim season between senior pastors. It will be the seventh such season in Northminster's life, two of which have been as brief as seven months, one of which lasted nearly two years. In Baptist life, with no bishop to help us, one never knows how long these searches may take. What we do know is that our personnel committee, pulpit supply committee, and deacons have put in place a very good stage one transition plan for the months of September, October, November, and December, which if need be, when the new year comes, can be extended or revised. At present, a four-month plan, which will bring visiting preachers to join with the preaching of Leslie Ratcliffe and Major Treadway, both of whom will also be hovering over the day-to-day -day life of the church. Two pastors. Leslie and Major, who are true persons of integrity and empathy, wisdom and insight, kindness and compassion, which happen to be the things which matter most when it comes to ministers, of course. The fall will also see the arrival of scaffolding and hydraulic lift machines, large pallets of construction supplies, and lots of daily activity as Northminster begins the necessary roof work of replacing our roof and all of our exterior woodwork, including 609 rafter tips 
a phrase I hope to use less often in retirement. <laughs> As all of you already know, because the scope of the work is so massive, the cost of the work is very great. $2.8 million, of which we now have somewhere in the neighborhood of 700000 So, here is what we need to do. All of us who can give need to give together over and above our regular budget giving about $2 million to undergird this necessary work. We don't want it to be raining on little Sicily down in the nursery. <laughs> Careful congregational speech, the kind of very intentional, rigorously careful speech we strive to exercise in this family of faith requires us to say that some cannot give. And those who cannot give, should not give, and should not feel badly about it because all we can do is all we can do. But most of us can and many of us have the capacity to give very large gifts. So, for example, if in your overall life plan this year and next, you have the capacity to give 10% or 20% of the total cost, that would be very important for your church. And this would be a very important year for you to make that kind of gift to Northminster. And then the rest of us, which is most of us, will give what we can large or small, as we are able, to help raise the roof and restore the walls of this sacred and significant place where all of us have been comforted and challenged, shaped and formed, called and sent in beautiful and powerful ways all of which will make for an important interim autumn at the corner of Ridgewood and Eastover, an interim season which will lead into the next new year when hopefully at some point in 2023, Northminster might have her next senior pastor. Needless to say, no one knows who that person will be. 
But what we do know is this, that whoever they are, she or he will need to have the same unencumbered opportunity to become your senior pastor, which I was given when Marcia, Joshua, Maria, and I first came here exactly 25 years ago in the summer of 1997, which means that the former pastor has to be extracted from the pastoral work of the family of faith. Weddings, funerals, special occasions, difficult crises. In all of those moments, it will be important for the present and future pastors of this church to fill the specifically pastoral leadership roles which those moments will require. Something which can be so uh, difficult and so important that the Episcopal Church has a special rule for it, which is that a retiring pastor cannot return to the church for a full year. Lacking such a rule, we will all need to exercise a mindful kind of boundary keeping, which may at times be awkward. Let's just tell the truth about this. They used to say back home in Macon, Georgia, let's just shut this corn right on down to the cob. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There will be moments when it will be awkward. There will be moments when it will be difficult. Um, when I walk out of that office across the way over there at close of day on August the 31st, there's not going to be a switch on the wall where I can flip a switch and care less. Marcia and I will not care less when the sun comes up on September 1, then we will care when the sun goes down on August 31. So, you know, we will all figure out life together. And at times it might be awkward or difficult but it will be made so much less difficult in the first place by the fact that in Leslie and Major, we have such kind and true, thoughtful and mindful pastors, which will also be true of whoever comes to be Northminster's next senior pastor. I say that with such confidence because while we do not know who that person will be, 
we do know how they will be. They will be kind and true. They will be thoughtful and mindful. Otherwise, they would not be a person who has been sufficiently theologically formed to serve as a pastor at Northminster. So, of course, whoever they are, they will be kind and true. They will be thoughtful and gentle, intentional, and mindful. They will be a wide circle Christian with an embrace of welcome, which is wide enough for all who gather within these walls and all who live beyond these they will be a person with the same sort of calling on their life which we find described in today's Old Testament lesson from the book of Jeremiah. That inescapable calling to, in the words of today's scripture, build up and pluck up. Another way of saying that every pastor's calling and responsibility includes comforting us all in our brokenness and grief while also speaking the truth even when that truth is hard to hear. Speaking the hard truth has always been difficult for pastors but never more so than in these days when so many people spend so much time in social media and cable news echo chambers, which so often serve to polarize positions and harden differences, leading too easily to our present cultural circumstance in which clear words of prophetic moral truth are often characterized as partisan or political. On this next to last of our 1,000 Sundays together, I want to encourage you to guard against assigning partisan political intent to prophetically moral truth because every one of your pastors starting with Dudley Wilson, all the way up to now and in our future, live beneath the weight of what Martin Luther King Jr. used to love to call a vocation of agony. The same calling Jeremiah had in today's Old Testament lesson the calling to speak truth with which both comforts and challenges, something those of us who are called to be pastors can't not do, but which we must always strive to do in the way that William Sloan Coffin so wonderfully captured in that wise old adage, 
when you have something to say that is both painful and true, try to say it softly. I can't tell you how many times I've written those words across the top of my sermon manuscript. Try to say it softly. Huh, what do you know? There it is at the top of this one. <laughs> Try to say it softly. Thank you for allowing me the high privilege of trying to say it softly in this most beautiful place with all of you most wonderful people for the last thousand Sundays. For the next thousand Sundays, remember these things. Remember that we are all broken, every one of us, in ways that are known and unknown, seen and unseen. And remember that we are all also loved, cherished, valued, welcomed, and celebrated by the God who knows us best and loves us most. And remember that we all need to practice every day being more mindful, thoughtful, gentle, generous, wide circle, big spirited, and kind. More that way tomorrow than we were yesterday, day after day, year after year, which will make for a more beautiful future for Northminster, for our city, for the world, and for us all. Amen.